This is Jean Roux, your show host. It's the middle of winter here in South Africa. It's quite cold today, but our cold is probably nice and warm in Canada. I want to introduce you to Okkert van Skalkwijk. He has joined us in the studio today. Okkert is um, an employee of Minopi since when, Okkert? About that January this year. Yeah. But um, Okkert, um, before I uh, further introduce you, um, maybe an introduction for him yourself. Who is Okkert? Where does he come from? And why does he have the right to say something about Minopi to SAP integration, the whys and the what's in the house? Okay, John, thank you very much. My background is I'm an electrical engineer. I got my degree at the University of Stellenbosch and I joined ISCOR initially. Who is ISCOR for our international audience? The, to, the company doesn't exist anymore. No, they, they, today they are ArcelorMittal uh -huh. and uh, still an international steel company of note. I joined the engineering division and mostly around the factory systems. So, from the beginning, it started off with the induction furnace that I needed to commission. And uh, it went to automation system and supervisory control systems. Uh -huh. And later into IT systems, networks, and so on. Then, about 1999, uh, I got to the implementation of SAP in, in business systems. And that was also my move mostly to mining. I implemented SAP at about, I think, 10 places of most of them were mines. And as such, I learned to understand the mining business very well from a SAP perspective, of course. Ah, okay. Yeah. And the reason why we brought you in is exactly for that reason, but also some frustrations about things that could have worked better. So let's talk about MinoP and SAP, the integration. Why? Would you integrate the two systems? You see, SAP and MinRP carries information for the mining enterprise, both of them. Each of these, these systems is actually supplementary to each other, and uh, it gives a view then through different lenses of the mine. The combined view gives you the capability to make different and hopefully better decisions. Now today we don't want to talk about how mining uh, can be different moving forward, but um, mining um, in a lot of places is not in a good place. So therefore, we can assume, and we'll not talk about that today, and maybe that could be a next podcast, to talk about why mining should control the mining processes better, the flow of capital better, uh, to ensure uh, uh, compliance to the financial plans, etc. We're not talking about that today. So let's just assume for now that more can be done in mining. What would an integrated MinRP to SAP system mean to the leaders and managers at the different layers of mining? It's maybe worthwhile to look at, at SAP implementations for starters. I've done many of those, and I think many mining guys may hate me for most of those because I've, I've implemented the SAP side. Now, if you look at it today, in many cases, a manager gets a financial report about two weeks after uh -huh. one thing. Okay. And... It tells him you've overspent your budget, you're in trouble. And this poor guy or girl, whenever she goes into the detail, she gets to the place and says, but I managed my finances diligently. And why did it happen? Now, the reason for that is twofold. Firstly, 
your production orders, if you have production orders, uh, are not fine enough. So if your cost is, is not managed on that sort of granularity level, uh -huh. then you cannot see what happened in my production order and, and, and what have been done. The next thing is your cost allocation is actually done wrongly. You carry on doing costing, but your costing is not against your production order. So you can't you compare that production unit, the amount of tons or meters or the content of the gold or the metal that you've removed yeah. to the actual cost part. That's what you mean. Yeah, you, you cannot do that. And you get a lot of extra allocations which couldn't be allocated to the specific production order and you get this fat blob of ah, cost okay. and you don't know what to do with it. One of the controllers that we work with in one of the mines here in South Africa calls it the month-end uh, spreading of peanut butter process. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So everybody gets gets the peanut butter and there's no jam left for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you could correct this by manually breaking this down into multiple small orders. Ah. But now the manpower is actually, to, to do that with the SAP alone, is actually not doing the thing. So you can get your granularity right, but then you need to employ five people to actually feed your beast and, and feed the system and, and that, that wouldn't count. Okay. So, and then, and then what about the interval of control then for that manager? So, so the integration of the Monopian SAP system, if you get to high granularity, then you, you get more information that actually makes sense and you can start controlling weekly or even daily if you would be mad enough Lots to do that. Lots of changes in the organization required but, for that. Yeah, mm. and, and you can, can start and really do a financial sort of view on your operations okay. and actually see what your profitability is and actually do it in, in reality, not, not with fake costs. Okay, so I hope that we have some a little bit more technically inclined people listening to the, to the podcast, but let's not go too much into technical, I know that you can. So this sounds a bit sci-fi, as one of our other clients are calling it. Uh, how would this work in practice? It, it's actually not so sci-fi. It, it is so basic, you can't believe it. <laughs> uh, the the MinerP system uh, firstly provides an integrated view of the mine. So from strategic to millisecond, you can actually get the view of your mine. We call it a digital twin, but it shows you the detail of what happens. Now, if you allow the equipment to perform fast updates by a machine, in other words, when you start automate, you can record transactions automatically when you're integrating. So instead of having a person feeding the beast all the time, the machines can start feeding the beast and you can, <laughs> and, and, and you can, you can, you can just get to a place where you can say, okay, these are good and these are, are bad information, get stuff approved because your ERP wants the integrity of the system. It all boils down to granularity. So mm -hmm. different mining methods have different granularities depending on the nature of the mine and you need to assess it. So open cast and underground mining will definitely have different granularity drivers. But as per the design, you typically want to end up with a handful of production orders per week. Okay. So it's something that you can manage. You can see for this production order, I did a profit or not a profit and you can actually see what the costs are. If you see this on a weekly basis, you can actually start managing now and say and make decisions and say, well, we have to mine here, we don't have to mine there, it will be too expensive to do this or 
or not good enough to, to do that and so on. But it's a different set of decisions that you can make mm. with the integrated information. Okay, so for, for the audience, um, for those that don't know what a production order is, what is a production order? A production order is a piece of work that you need to perform. Okay, so it's a finite piece of work with yeah. a start and end date, with some amounts, some quality of mining to be done. It's a cost and a revenue bucket. It's almost like in a specific place, at a specific quality, where all the costs can be uh, can be attracted that for that mining to that cost bucket. You need to revenue to, and cost to, bucket to attract that. And what you try to do is you build it so that you can have production order per week. So it helps you actually to get to a place where you can manage your costs mm. and your expenses and your production on a weekly basis and make a decision on that. Okay, so so just quickly to uh, focus on that. Um, for those at, at the mines and those that know SAP, does mines have to implement SAP PP then, production planning? It's yes and no. There's actually three ways of doing this, if you really want to go into this detail. The one is you can implement the CO production order. Now, a CO production order is really only a financial uh, SAP version thereof. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, object if you can call mm, it that mm. and you have a few things around that and a few transactions around that. The second way to go around that is with a SAP PP order or PP production order where you use bombs and roots and all of those sort of things to get to it and you can really go fancy especially if you have a lot of downstream processing to implement SAP uh, PPPI orders mm. which is uh, process industry mm. process orders. To, to implement. So, so there's different ways and means of killing this cat. To conclude this part of the discussion, uh, contact us if you want to have more detail about this. Don't be frightened off if you think you can't have this if you have not implemented PP because many mines have not implemented PP. You can also start the journey with uh, CO accounting. Right. So now we've got uh, production information coming from MineRP and all the other systems. You are now offering lots of more data to the mining leader, financial data. So you're telling me that poor shift boss mine captain that already can't consume the data that he has, you're giving him double that amount of data. So how will he drink from this fire hydrant? That's true, John. <laughs> <laughs> what we really need to do is we need to try and focus the information that reaches the guy to be the important information that he can make decisions on. Now, it goes into, into the whole thing of, about artificial intelligence and, and, and all of machine these. Machine learning, yeah. And machine learning, uh, so that you can actually filter the information. But if you only have a human that, that can do that, pick on the information that will make sense and actually give them this. Don't give them everything because they will just die. So, so we like to talk about we need to model the stakeholders and determine their viewpoints and as well as their concerns but we need to have mine mining managers at all the layers to be more sensitive towards the financial component we are not mining gold we're actually a financial institution creating uh, returns uh, to their shareholders and that information needs to drive uh, into the mine absolutely john okay so what complexities are you introducing into the systems by doing all of this? The key implementation drivers would be reporting of costs at the same speed as your operations. So you need to include your financial dimensions into your weekly decision making. So you're not suddenly say, if I make my production, I will not in trouble, everything is okay. Suddenly you can make a call and say, 
I can make a decision based on how profitable I'm actually mining at this stage. I think it's it's a bit different from from what a lot of guys are doing in, uh, currently. So again, I, I will say the word granularity. I've said the word mm. granularity a lot, mm. but you, you need to make a common sense decision on what is the granularity of the financials that you would need to get into that. Then the second thing is you need to automate as many of your transactions as possible because you do not have people to feed the beast. You need to have the machines and you'll need to make a decision. And then you need to grow into into the detail of doing this. You know, you, you, you will get to a place where you say, this is too much information, then you pull a bit back and then you, you go into maturity and say, okay, I've, I've been there and then you can go into more detail. But it means that you also need to introduce a fair amount of discipline in your operations because feeding this beast automatically can actually, you know, uh, what, what, what he says, how do you mess up uh, things fast? Yeah. So just put it into a computer because it will, yeah. it will just yeah. do it fast. So typically where you, where you need to get to is you say, I have a bundle of transactions. I have somebody that verifies it and say, yes, that has been done. And so you keep your integrity of your ERP system also intact. Mm -hmm. That's the logic. Okay, so, but it also seems that a, a new order of a management team or leaders are needed, uh, more discipline is required. And this is the move that we are seeing at Industry 4.0. It's all about the data. It's all about controlling it better. But it's also all about machine learning and AI assisting that leader to focus on the right things. Um, how would you implement something like this? How does a mind go about doing this? Start a new project of multiple million rands. <laughs> no. Well, that's, that's not what the minds have available. Yeah. That's not what everybody has. So, so this is really a joke. The, the philosophy is to work with your current implementation. Yes. Say, what do you have? You know, do not go for something totally new. Decide what you will have. And you'll have a planning system. You, you don't necessarily have an IBP or one of those Makulu uh, planning systems that you would get. And then you would like to monitor your compliance against plan. So and see where you are and, and what is implemented. Once this is working, you can start migrating to a better plan and you can update your plan. So, so really is use your current implementation, start integrating and start collecting the correct information and adapt yourself. Okay, so coming back to your joke, maybe the joke is a bit tongue-in-cheek because why? Most mines are now planning or have started or are close to starting an S4HANA migration because of SAP's roadmap journey. So now is the ideal time to say, let's not again implement a backward-looking reporting system, but a forward-looking planning system based on MRP principles. So now is the right time to say, how will we do it differently? Let's not just do it the same way that we've done it in the past. And, and I think I can add to that. If you want to, to go for an S4 HANA system or going to adapt your current system, we can do it in different methodologies. In other words, you can, can follow the SAP Activate methodology yes. and all of those things and go into the steps and can implement it like that. So if you really choose to do another project, by all means do that. Or you can say, I do not have the time or the energy or the, the appetite now to do anything. Let's do it slowly from the other side and grow it into there. Both the MineRP methodologies and the SAP methodologies would be ah, able okay. to accept that. 
Let's, let's quickly focus shortly on what you need to do on a MyNAP side. So let's say a, a somebody listens to this podcast that hasn't listened to previous podcasts. What do they need to do first? In MyNAP we, we call a step of the journey Unified Spatial Management. So what is Unified Spatial Management? In short, it is bringing together all your different loose standing spatial information onto a single canvas. You can listen to an earlier podcast from Skalk Liebenberg on this. Okay. Right, back to the SAP part. So tell us more about how to implement something less. You've, you've, we've already spoken about how to start, etc. Just some more indicators on that, please. As I said, the first step would be to measure what you have, to see if you can actually you know what you want. Then you need to allocate your activities to the correct cost buckets. Once you allocate that, automatically everything will fall into the right place and that will give you good figures. Once you're are in control and trust what you're measuring, you would go towards refining your schedule uh-huh. and eventually your whole production plan on the SAP side. This will allow you to make better and more accurate plans and adding the financial dimension to this. You can make better decisions towards profitability of your mining operations and the impact of that on your plan. Okay. So you can then extend that to long-term planning and, and growing to this. But, but what I say is evolutionary, step by step. Okay. Now, there are three other positive side effects if you integrate your system further into SAP. And that is the storyline of Industry 4.0. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So so you can start integrating different schedules like your maintenance schedules and also provide additional feed for condition-based maintenance. The second one is your mining development, which is basically a project. And uh, having done SAP, you you know about SAP PS Mm. and... All your project-based activities in SAP uh, can help you managing your resource and reserve calculations in SAP with auditable transactions. It's a total different story and you can actually manage your full depletion. But maybe that's a topic of another That's podcast. a topic for another one. Yeah. Uh, there are some of this covered with, uh, with a previous podcast from Johan Rickert. Um, might not be also hold some patents and patent pending in some countries about how this works. What I meant by the Industry 4.0 story, what we see is it's all about the data. And as we get the operations in all industries to start focusing on the data and let the data flow automatically, the business improves. So it's, it's a similar story. Here are three stories that you've given us about why uh, the uh, places where improvement will happen as you focus on the data. Absolutely. We call this what? We call this the digital triplet. You know, uh-huh. if, if we get the, the finance view on everything, which is another lens, it's actually the next triplet of the of the family. And then uh, triplets are born together. So if you have financials that comes once a month, even once a week, will not count 10 years from now, five years from now. So they must be born at the same time and be consumed at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a podcast about SAP because most of, our, most of our large clients have got SAP, but we also have some that doesn't have SAP, that has got other things. Even in South Africa, there's a small ERP called Sage, even to that level. Are you telling them this is not for them? No, absolutely not. Uh, as I said earlier, what we are doing here is absolutely not rocket science. So we are getting to a place where we need to understand the processes that will actually call, allow stock postings and cost postings. So if you look at different ERPs, all of them would actually manage your cost, manage your stock in, in any way. And as soon as you understand those transactions, you can actually just implement it in that way. 
uh, with our interfacing we could actually interface to mostly anything that needs to be there and I'll talk a bit later about that so we get to the detail that that, that we say use anything that you that you're comfortable with righty so MinoP is a mining software company you've joined us for a specific reason we spoke about that the question I want to ask and I'm going to partly answer it myself and I'm going to hand over to you because you were not yet at that stage can we trust a mining software company for integration into SAP now to the to the listeners we started um, way back in 2008 talking to SAP they've been talking to us uh, Anja Stotkemper was the vice president for for mining at that point in time I wasn't here even I came here at 2012 at 2013 we started speaking to the vice president mining and metals and uh, these people that I'm going to mention now have become friends of MinoP. we speak to them very often in fact um, next week we are joining them for a workshop with a client in um, in the east Georg Radl, uh, Rudiger Schroeder uh, from this uh, department Rudy Delow is in South Africa Elke Simon Keller uh, Simon Carpenter these are types of, types of names of people in SAP that we still speak to very very often um, which have led us on this path also I need to give special mention to um, Dimension Data's Brighthouse a gentleman by the name of Dion de Pria and team which have worked with us for the last three four years and have colored in the how to do this and what the value is etc so that's where these discussions have started but uh, Okert, we brought you in to take this work further what uh, were the instructions we gave you and how are you translating that I think you, you've done a tremendous amount of work I've been slightly involved, I think, in about 2010 yep. with with the start of, of all of this. And uh, the work that I need to do now is to, to make this commercial, if we can really call it that. Coming from the SAP world, I like to make recipes of things and standards. It probably helps a little, a little bit that you're an engineer as well. <laughs> right, Mr. Engineer? <laughs> yeah, maybe it helps a bit. Uh, but, but, but getting to, to, to standard practice of implementations, uh, we cannot really go and think everything up from scratch. Every time we hit Every it. time we yep. hit this, this is actually not too difficult to do, so we can mm. actually implement it. So I'm, I'm building a set of guides mm. to, to actually get to this implementation that we can actually implement it with any team who is a minor P team. Also with our partners. And, and with our partners as well. So there's a few things. The one is the first initial, shall I say, assessment part of it to, to look at your specific business processes, look at your specific mind, look at your challenges, look at your granularity, all those sort of things. And then putting a project together that would make sense. Secondly, is there's a set of processes that you need to implement. We have standardized a lot of them, but they will need to be adapted to your process in the mind. Yeah. Thirdly, what is the standard configuration, both, both on the MinoP side and on the SAP side? And here, it takes to obviously take cognizance of where the client is on the SAP journey. Absolutely. It matters if they are on S4HANA or if they are still on ECC6, etc. Absolutely. So, so there's a standard uh, configuration that we need to look at. The most difficult part of it is the whole data integration because they will need to take your, your data and our data and marry these things together to actually get a sensible 
result out of this. Now we understand the translation between physical minor P entities, if we can call yeah. it that, and SAP yeah. organization structure entities. It's a question of marrying those two together to actually get to the right answer. Lastly, not the least, is the technical requirements mm -hmm. and, and methods and uh, the whole interfacing part of it. So you're currently working with our friends at Deloitte in South Africa, which works on behalf of the Deloitte Canadian team for a North American very large client, exactly proving this. Are you using some of these guides? Yes, at this stage we're using some of the guides and we are adding uh, new stuff to the to the, ah, so the learning ground you know, as well. So, so there's a learning ground as well. Excellent. So um, clients and the, the the normal thing that I get trained to ask by SAP if anybody wants to integrate to them is is this swear word. It says, "Are you certified to integrate into my SAP?" What is MinorP's response to this? Okay, MinorP uses product called Magic. There's, there's different letters, XPS and, and so on and so forth. But I hope that our CDO, Anton, uh, does not listen to this podcast because we're not allowed to call it this. We, we must call it Interop Plus Plus. So, yeah. th so this is a secret, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, Interop Plus Plus mm -hmm. is actually the middle uh, between us and everybody else, mm -hmm. between Monarchy and everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it is a very nice piece of software. Back to Magic. Uh, Magic is a, a NASDAQ-listed global company. It's managed by a dynamic team, uh, also with a background of 35 years of integration. Wow. Why did we choose them? They make things easier. And I think that's, that's the biggest... Mm -hmm. uh, thing that we are getting to the we low code not, they call it yeah they call it low code so we don't want to to program anything more than we need to mm, drag okay. and drop up stuff yeah the, it is nice middleware with uh, all the necessary integrity mechanisms and we can then talk to sap uh, now the way that we talk to to the outside world is through mediation platforms yep. what you call it or we call it xmps yeah and the different processes from inside MinorP to the outside goes through a XMP with a specific functionality. Okay, right. So let's steer towards the end. What are the next steps one should take towards an implementation shortly? Okay, so if you implemented SAP and uh, you do not see the system as your enemy, but rather <laughs> as a tool to get more information from your mining system, do the following. Firstly, is integrate your mining information on the MinorP system, which we called uh, uh, Unified Spatial Management. Yeah. Uh, assess the level of granularity and automation that you would need to get to, uh, to get to good financial information that yeah. will augment your decision-making process, and decide maturity-wise what you need to do. Get a grip on your actuals and make sure that your actuals reflect your true mining information and improve your planning process to become more accurate as it washes into all other planning mm. domains like your integrated business mm, planning. Mm, mm, mm. As I said previously, do it evolutionary. And you can grow into this because your current financial system is probably a blob of information. To the miners at least. Uh, to the miners at least. <laughs> and implementing integration will give you much more detailed and granular view of activities. So it's a first win to just get a grip of your information. But we all know this is not all. Um, there's other things that mine, miners need to do in preparation. 
um, what, what would those types of things be? Uh, the first is to understand your SAP implementation and says how it can do more for you. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a useful thing. You yeah. know, people hate it because yeah. it's been implemented badly sometimes. Um, mines have paid for it, but they're using it as a backward-looking reporting system. They might as well have used a, a MIS system. Yeah. Let's get them to use it as a forward-looking planning system. Yeah. Then look at your SAP roadmap and see where you are. Because SAP is, is developing all the time. And there's always new things coming out. Yeah, the slogan lately is intelligent enterprise. And yeah. uh, there's some real cool stuff in there that will really help mining move forward. Next, look uh, at the people in your enterprise application okay. and make them work for you. In other words, your people need to actually make the system work. So make them buy into the system and drive adoption and the new way of work stop the old ways yes. because your your old ways will not be good enough there was a previous uh, podcast on this we will record another one again with some practical examples right we started the story off by hearing that you actually came from a steel a steel mill and um i'm sure there you've started hearing about concepts of mrp etc now, lately, um, several uh, commentators are saying uh, for the last few, three, four, five years that mining should start operating like a factory. Um, do you agree with that statement? Yes, John. But. There's <laughs> <laughs> always a but. Uh, you, you really need to look positively at it uh, or objectively at it. Mm. You're not integrating for the sake of integration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're not making it a factory because of the sake of the factory. Mm. You actually need to evaluate, look and see what you need to do. Your different platforms provide you with a new lens to assess your business mm. and add mm. functionality that you did not have before. Yep. You know, SAP, MRP, all of those sorts of three-letter acronyms actually is a set of tools that's that's mature at this stage that can be used it's very much like a, a swiss army knife mm. uh you had one of the the models with only three blades and yeah. suddenly you get the new model which is 70 blades but it's also heavy to carry and very heavy <laughs> to carry only one hand but on the other hand it has a set of tools that you would like to use and want to use and could actually do value but assess the value first because a nice tool is not necessarily a um, good tool otherwise just a heavy tool that you know that's that of which you're only using one blade yeah abso <laughs> absolutely i think the bottom line is manufacturing as a set of proven practices mm. that can be applied in mining that will add value mm. but don't blindly use it you know yeah. otherwise it's a short and like for instance value. raw material and that raw material that's lying in front of machines cost money and like um, applying the uh, machines to the raw material and moving raw material through a system, etc. Yeah, we should talk, talk more about that. Let's get toward the end. This podcast asks everybody what are they currently reading, and then uh, it's quite interesting to us to get to know you better. What are you reading at this stage? Um, I'm reading a lot uh, around the Caprivi region of Namibia. Uh, I plan to travel there soon. Uh, the place has an interesting history and I've never been there, although I grew up in Namibia. Wow. So so I think I, I look forward to this. And to the international uh, listeners, Namibia uh, is adjacent to South Africa. We also have a few mining clients over there and we're looking forward to extend our footprint there as well. 
All good. Thank you very much. Uh, go forth and multiply. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you very much, John.